right, let's get going. Get out of here, What? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Leave it in. Anyway, Alex is here with me. How you doing, humans? Fucking hell. We're leaving it's it in. We're, we're leaving it all in. Eh? Um, yeah, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How's our chemistry going today? Jesus. I know. Like, we're gone for, like, six weeks. We have good chemistry. We're gone for six days. We have shit chemistry. <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, if you haven't already, go back, listen to last week's episode. We talked about the unfortunate passing of uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Uh, I suppose off the top, um, anything else of Terry Funk that you wanted to bring to light? Of course, the, uh, the guy who was unselfish during selfish times at ECW. Yeah, I mean, um, I just wanted to touch on the fact that there was just a really beautiful like tribute show to um, both Wyndham Rotunda and Terry Funk on SmackDown. It was really nicely done. Um, And it was just kind of surreal because I never thought I would ever see on WWE television uh, clips from over the top, but they showed clips from over the top in their tribute to Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, certainly when uh, somebody burst into the office and started cutting onions. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I just never thought I would say over the top on WWE television, but uh, uh, it's not the way I would have liked it to have happened, but it happens, so that's cool. Um, yeah, just some really beautiful tributes throughout this week. Um, humans, if you want to check out more about uh some really like it's emotional stuff but if you want to check out the wwe's youtube they got a 35 minute video of the entire roster doing tributes for bray wyatt just a little like uh face like just in front of the camera just doing little confessionals just telling stories and all that sort of stuff there's some really good stuff there i just didn't Make its way onto Raw. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that in this way you could get a little bit more of the unfiltered stuff. Fair enough. I do have to go back and watch that. I only noticed that was there this morning. Yeah, I think it just got uploaded today at some point. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, uh. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but um, yeah, the unfortunate passing there. SmackDown getting like really good numbers. A lot of fans, I guess, tuning in to uh, see how the WWE would send off both Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. And um, yeah, at the end of Raw, it's probably going to be a bit all over the shop today. Uh, end of Raw, Becky, after winning her match, takes off the armband and just bursts into tears to go off the air. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out there are fucking dickheads on Twitter and they're like, I can't believe Bo Dallas didn't show up at his own brother's fucking <laughs> tribute show. <laughs> you fucking serious? It was 24 hours after his brother passed. He's obviously with his family. You fucking idiots. 
So if yeah. anyone, if anyone listening is one of those people, pull your head out of your ass. But we, we've got an intelligent audience. Our our humans are very intelligent. So I don't think any of you guys out there are that. But Jesus Christ, I saw like a lot of tweets about that, and it did my head in. Fucking morons. There was a lot of uh, the mute button getting a workout during the past uh, weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, I suppose from here, where do you want to go? Because there was a world of uh, entertainment going on. I do want to preface this by saying um, I was planning on watching the GCW, W Australian shows, and then Bray's passing. So I watched um, SmackDown instead and then sort of went and watched a bit of old stuff of Bray. So I haven't caught those shows yet. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch them yet either. I'm hoping to at some point tomorrow night to watch some of those. Did you see the big news coming out of NWA 75? Yes, I did. Um I Not saw one. I saw Don't some worry. of this show. I saw some of it. Oh. Um, okay. Don't ask me how I saw it, but I saw some. I was like curious. The fifth? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was curious, so I thought I'd check out a bit of it. I did not make it to the main event. Oh. <laughs> I gave uh, up. Did you happen to catch anything from night one? No, not night one. I um watched not to oh i thought you wanted to watch the freeway with your boy thrill billy <laughs> becoming the new nwa national heavyweight champion i mean good for him he's actually got a lot of potential there so yeah hopefully this is the start of something special for him which one's the national belt is that the red That's- strap the red strap and the plate is shaped like America. Oh, yeah, it's something different. I like it. I think AC Freeze held that belt before. I think Speaking so, yeah. of which, uh, night two, AC Freeze versus Tyrus. I mean, the correct decision was made. <laughs> the correct thing happened. Yes. Tyrus is retired. Or I hope he has. I hope it's not some stupid storyline thing. But, yeah. Um, And they've got a champion that, you know, kind of looks like a champion and moves like a champion. Have you seen that gif that's been floating around of Tyrus hitting the ropes in this match? If you haven't I'm going to have to search Twitter to try to find it. But, yeah. If you've retweeted it, don't get retweets. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I get Tyrus is in the same, uh, how do I put this nicely, mould physically, aesthetically looking as your Dusty Rhodes, but he is not the same type of man as a Dusty Rhodes. This dude cannot move. So, yeah, here here it is. Hang on. I'm about, about to share it to you. Messenger. Uh, where are you? There you are. That was it. Anything else that uh, really stood out from this show for you? I mean, 
Camille lost the belt. Didn't say that happening. Yeah. What the hell is this? I'm looking at this gif. Uh, so Taurus gets up, gingerly like turns around in the ropes, and then does a splash on top of EC3. Barely touches the ropes. <laughs> and, oh, um, man. Yeah, Jesus. It, it was... Oh, yeah, here's another one. Hang on, here it comes. Here's another one of him moving like a... Yeah, as they say in this tweet, a, moving like prime dusty roads. Uh, no way, sir. <laughs> Okay, so uh, he's got the... Oh, wow. Uh, so he's going to do an elbow drop, and uh, EC3 moves well before he goes for the elbow drop. Yeah, so, like, that one, it it's kind of EC3's fault. Okay. Uh, EC3 rolled way too early, so it made Tyrus look like an absolute dick. But still, just the mobility in that elbow drop. Oh, my goodness. Was there anything else of note on here? You did mention uh, Camille losing the women's title to Kenzie Page. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty shocking. But, yeah, Kenzie Page definitely has a lot of potential there. I just pray to... I pray to God that this is the end of Camille's NWA run and she can go somewhere where she's actually going to get some eyeballs on her. So the thing also was I didn't think it was going to be Kenzie Page after Kenzie Page lost the women's TV title to Max the Impaler on night one. Yeah, how is it that we had someone that... um won the women's TV title on night one and who goes by uh, they them pronouns and your world champ as of night one was someone that basically said that they them pronouns are just attention seeking publicity stunts that was their what that's what Tyrus has said Thanks, Tar. Yeah. And let's be real, AC3's probably got similar views. <laughs> probably. What are you talking about? He's controlling his narrative. Oh, uh, have you seen AC3's tats? What the fuck? Um, no. Ouch. Look. Is it bad? There's just like weird lines everywhere. Um, okay, hang on. Just Ethan Carter the third. Uh, hang on. I've got to find the photos of him from the weekend because you see, you see it on those photos from the weekend. Hang on. Uh. No. I don't know. Alex is uh, having a quick look there. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Yeah, like, yeah, all the photos from the weekend. Um, Hang on. (laughs) This has brought everything to a halt. Sorry, guys. Was there anything else of um, 
note, you said you caught a couple of matches. Did you happen to catch your boy, Matt Cardona? Yeah, I mean, it's just weird seeing him play a baby face. <laughs> and, and it just really speaks to, like, Billy Corgan just being so out of touch that that is how he portrays Matt Cardona in 2023 as a babyface. Is Ricky Morton, like who's in Kerry Morton's corner, is he being a heel? No, no. Um, Ricky wasn't in Kerry's corner. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think like Kerry's sort of like turned on his old man. Uh, gonna make it his own way. Like dirty dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose uh, we touched a bit on the NWA. It's going to be what it's going to be for the NWA, honestly. Uh, did you happen to catch anything from Rev Pro 11th anniversary? Uh, no. I, I saw the clip of Jericho showing up, but yeah, that's about it. Shades of the original All In. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a photo. Here we go. Okay. I'm just trying to see how much the copper box holds. Oh, well, that's So he's a... just got these weird lines all over him. Um, <laughs> okay, just, like, not trying to be mean or anything. Does EC3 have, like, um... Native American, Mexican, like Aztec heritage or something? I don't think so. <laughs> I okay. don't. I, I'm not going to. Oh, well, I don't know, but yeah. Maybe now that EC Free's the champ, we can get rid of that UK flag and put the Aussie flag back on there because you did tour Australia recently. But uh, I mean, Magnus. I mean, that UK flag's going to be on there forever, I think. Oh. Shame. Because, yeah. Oh, here's another photo of the other arm. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So you can see this other arm where it's like just like a weird pattern, but still just kind of like lines. Is it trouble? <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. At least he's, like, um, shaved his face again, so he kind of looks like the old EC3. <laughs> he looks young Oops. again. Nautic? Uh, the one on his yeah. right arm, upper right arm. Yeah, yeah, looks Nordic, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah don't EC3's tattoos for yourself, humans. Come to your own conclusions there. Um, yep. Rev Pro from the Copper Box. Night one, all in weekend. <laughs> Did, uh, so you just caught the uh, the Jericho clip you said. Yeah, that's pretty much all I saw. Yeah, so uh, copper box can hold uh, between six thousands when set up for basketball concert has a setup of just under seven thousand five hundred. So somewhere. In between, I haven't seen a figure reported for um uh, for the attendance anywhere for RevPro. But here's a question without notice, Alex. Next year, we already know uh, what's going on with AEW next year. Do you think 
RevPro tried to book um, Wembley Arena. Uh, RevPro? Nah, yeah. no way. No way. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they could. They could try to book it, but I don't know if they could fill it. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just having a quick look over this card here. Hey, remember Trent Seffen? Yeah, yeah, same same reaction there. <laughs> Mickey James uh, here, triple threat. Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, so sorry, you cut out for a bit. Uh, I lost a lot of what you were talking about. <laughs> I said, "Did you do you remember Trent Seven? And it was just radio silence. I said, "Yeah, that's probably what <laughs> everyone else is thinking." <laughs> oh, uh, so Trent Seven's doing rev pro and mickey james is too did you say mickey james there's subculture on here defeating australia's own the velocities oh it's good that they're on it that's a yeah. great place for them yeah uh hopefully that leads to maybe a uh, ring of honor tryout uh who knows those guys incredibly talented go watch any one of their matches on the australian scene yeah, hopefully this just leads to them doing stuff with New Japan. God knows they could probably revive those junior tag titles that are pretty much meaningless. Yeah, junior tag league is coming up soon. They're doing them. Oh, my God. Here's something we haven't talked about. They're doing World Tag League and Junior Tag League as their own tournaments again this year. Oh, dumb, dumb, dumb. You have yep. no depth. That's what I'm thinking, too. You, you don't have enough depth. It was fine closing out the year with your two tag tournaments here's an idea yep. send f send ftr to do uh to do world tag league i don't hate the idea but um i think we know where they're going to be going i suppose uh that's enough fluffing around um should we get to the uh the card everyone's talking about and then we can get to some of the backstage stuff <sighs> Fucking forgot about the backstage stuff. Yeah, um, right. You messaged me. You said you have to watch the press conference. I'm like, okay. And it's like, hey, Tony, what's the crack? <laughs> I, I lost my shit when I heard that. And he goes, what's the crack? And then he said something about, he said something. Then he goes, brother. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck yeah. That's my boy. And, um, and yes, uh, so those who haven't seen the press conference, we're talking about OSW's uh, Jay Hunter. And he asked Tony a question along the lines of, uh, when you got into wrestling, how did you avoid all the mistakes everyone else has made? But Jay words it a lot better. And he goes, how do you avoid all the uh, snake, oil, snake oil salesman's brother? <laughs> I'm like, Hogan. <laughs> Tony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh my god! Did you see the thing this uh, past week where um, someone on Twitter like compiled like a thread of all the lies Hulk Hogan has told over the years? I I didn't see that, but I did see Hogan say something about a Make a Wish kid for SummerSlam '92, brother. Yeah, yeah, for when Hogan was in the main event of SummerSlam 92, which he wasn't even in the company for. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's Hogan for you. Yeah, um, and um, how Hulk Hogan said that in 2015 uh, he discovered Kevin Owens. <laughs> Hogan did. 
in 2015. Was wasn't Kevin Owens like main roster bound by then? I think he was on the main roster by then. Yeah. Okay, hang on. We can do a quick check here. I think he was called up in 2015. So, like, either, like, Hulk Hogan was doing an appearance for the company at NXT and goes, oh, that guy's good. I've discovered him now. <laughs> uh, NXT champion 2015. He appeared yeah. on Beast in the East July 4th. And then uh, he, he debuts yeah. on the main roster as NXT champ. Yeah, so it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Scouting him. Yeah, yeah, good work. Yeah, you discovered someone just by watching television. Yep. Okay. Okay, well, I discovered Sting this week. Look at me go. (laughs) Sting's song? Oh, we'll get there. Oh, my God, we'll get there. I've watched that so many times. You know how much I love that. Yeah. Uh, so this, the bit. Let's be honest. The build for this. How was the build going into this? Not great. <laughs> Pretty shit house and uh, non-existent until the week of. Yeah, and the main storyline they built around, which was Adam Cole MJF. I don't. I'm not that into it. <laughs> Honestly, it's had its yeah. moments, but it's. Yeah, it's not that good. Like, you're just making your world champion look like a total dork half the time, and you're making your challenger look like an idiot half the time. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get there shortly, but uh, this is all in London, Wembley Stadium. With, uh, so we open, and I put, because I was sitting up until, like, one in the morning, I thought, I've got to go to bed. I've got work the next day. So I'm recording it on ESPN. Uh, how do you watch ESPN or fight? Hang on, hang on a sec. Ah, <laughs> oh, so, sorry, I just had to move away. Eliza was turning on the washing machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, uh, how did you watch this, through ESPN or through Fight? Through Fight. But apparently the entire show was for, well, if you're a KO subscriber, you could watch it for nothing. Yeah, so uh, me with my big new TV, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more, uh, set this up to tape through the Foxtel and, um, yeah, watched it back the next day, whole thing, in full, minus the first hour of Zero Hour. But, yeah, uh, that we'll get to that in a sec. But yeah, if you have uh, ESPN either through Foxtel or Ko, live and free, no ad breaks. Did not have to pay an extra cent for this event. Oh, well, we might. Have... Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Can you not yeah, hear you... me? No, you cut out heaps just then. Okay, it might be one of those days with the uh, with the internet. Uh, I said, so yes, with ESPN, I could watch this back, the entire thing, live and free, not a single cent more, no ads. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, the first hour, however, I went back and watched after the entire event 
because yeah. I messaged you and I've gone, uh, I'm just starting and on zero hour, Renee says, welcome to the second hour of zero hour. And I checked bot and it also says, welcome to the second hour of zero hour. Did I miss something? And you've gone, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And it turns out I, cause full disclosure humans, I randomly woke up at like 1.45 AM to do a piss. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck it. Oh, I'll just stay up. And I stayed up and I put on the pre-show after, you know, getting myself ready for the morning. And I was like, oh, okay. As soon as I turned it on, um, it was the tag match. Uh, Adam Cole and MJF, ROH tag belts. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I've got it just in time. I assumed it was just a one-hour pre-show. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't re- I didn't realize until later on in the show that I missed something and I only just watched it just before we recorded. Uh, So, yeah, first hour of the pre-show, kind of nothing happening. Your panel is Renee, joined by no more BS, Paul White, uh, England's own Kip Sabian and England's own Olympian, Anthony Agogo. Uh, So we've got two of the UK stars here of AEW on the pre-show. They were really good on the panel. I will give them that. And yeah. also, Anthony Agogo looks like a megastar. He, yeah. I, I don't know what his in, in ring is like since the Cody feud, obviously, but he looks like a star. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he went back to the UK to just train a heap. Who knows? But, well, uh, I know, I know that he was doing some independent shows in the UK for a while. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, and they've got RJ City roaming the audience at one point. RJ goes, oh, so where are you guys from? And they say, like, oh, we're from Tampa or something. I can't remember where, but they're from somewhere in the United States. And he goes, trust me to find the only Americans here in in the building. Yeah, yeah. Travelled halfway across the world to talk to two people from Phoenix. That's it, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, the only thing you would have really missed um, if you've been watching the TV and seen all the build-up, uh, Jeff Jarrett comes out with Karen Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh, and then they're insulting the crowd, and all of a sudden out come Paul White and Anthony Gogo, and they're joined by Grado, and I'm thinking, okay, we must be getting a match here. Nope. Just beat down the hills, clear the ring, and uh, pose to the crowd as we finish the top hour of Zero Hour. Well, Tony Khan apparently has enough money to license Metallica and Queen, but he couldn't fork out for fucking Like a Prayer by Madonna for Grado. Come on now. Have you never seen peak ICW shows? Come on. That's next year when he has a match with Joe. We're building up a year out. I actually don't mind that if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, how many times on this card did you think we were getting a surprise Emmy Sakura appearance? I, I thought that, that, that uh, they missed the boat by not doing that. But, yeah, um, we got a lot of Freddie Mercury references on this show. Oh, boy, did we. Um, I'm not going to go through 
all of them, but uh, quite a few. One thing I was surprised about, you know, we've got Will on here, who's from the UK. We've got, like, uh, Aussie Open, who are your Ring of Honor tag champs who spent a lot of time in the UK. I'm surprised, given the working relationship with New Japan and Stardom, that Julia, who I think is either from the UK or has a family connection to the UK, wasn't on this card in some way. Yeah. Like, as a secondary women's match. Yeah, for sure. Which was a big criticism of Tony Khan for the night. Biggest event in wrestling history, one women's match. Yep. Uh, also, the criticism going into it, again, we mentioned the build, but uh, we'll get to some of the matches here. Pre-show match, opening the show, so these guys will bookend the event. It is MJF and Adam Cole taking on the team of Aussie Open, Cole Fletcher and Mark Davis, your Ring of Honor tag team champions for the Ring of Honor Silver. How do you think this match went? Oh, I thought this was a fun match. I mean... It speaks to something about Aussie Open that they're trusted to be in the opening match with the two guys that are going to close the show and that they're trusted to, you know, look after your main event for the night, basically. Yeah, so uh, Aussie Open holding on to the belts here for 37 days. Kangaroo kick, double clothesline, one, two, three, and new... Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, better than you, baby. Did you and like I've, this result? I, I did. And the main reason I like this is because, okay, they can go for the real tag belts now. <laughs> um, open? Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, huh, maybe that'll get announced on Dynamite for all out. Another stupid thing having these pay-per-views a week apart. Well, I mean, Tony Khan explained the logic in doing it, and mm-hmm. that makes that makes sense to me, that he wants to do, like, these pay-per-views on long weekends. So he did it all in on a long weekend for Labor Day weekend for the UK. And then he's going to do a Labor Day weekend for All Out as well. Yeah. And that <laughs> makes sense. But come on, man. There's other long weekends in the year for <laughs> pay-per-views, especially in the UK. You, you just you need to find any other long weekend in the year for the UK. Yeah. I'm just looking it up now. Julia, uh, born in London, England. She's only 29 years old. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. Which in, you know, prior years would meant, would have meant that she's about to wrap up her career in Japan. Like, oh, yeah. back, back in the day, like, Joshi's didn't get to 30. That's true, too, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, there's the opening match done and done. Uh, Adam Cole, MJF win. They uh, celebrate, go to the back. Match number two, Hook coming out to uh, challenge for the FTW Championship, taking on Jack Perry, arriving in a London black cab. Well, no, it was a limousine. Was it? Because Jim Ross didn't think so. (laughs) 
Well, and then someone explained to Jim Ross on commentary, it's the Jim Ross is used to stretch limousines. That yes. wasn't a stretch limousine. It was just a limousine. And I thought it made Jack Perry look like a tight ass. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked horrible, honestly. Like, could thought... you not get a stretch for the guy? But apparently, yeah, that there's been issues getting bloody getting vehicles at all for their talent in England. So, I was saying punk. So, Jack Perry's lucky he even got a car. Uh, yeah, we can, I suppose, talk about that at the end of the pre-show here because main event your pre-show is the FTW title match. Hook doesn't weigh in the ring, goes and meets Jack Perry up by the car. They begin to brawl. Jack taps on the glass, looks into the camera and says, real glass, as uh, referring to the car's windshield. Yeah, he said, real glass, cry me a river. Uh, he should have had uh, that song playing by Justin Timberlake as he walked out of the car. And you know what's funny about that? If you look at Jack Perry and picture him with short hair, he'd yeah. probably look just like Justin Timberlake. He probably yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you enjoy this FTW match brawling around the uh, the car and back to the ring? I didn't. I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. Um, especially at this point, it was like, oh yeah, a bit of plunder is fine. Didn't realise I was going to OD on plunder matches for the night, but we'll get there. Um, I was just hoping, like, after this match, Hook would just, like, hand the title to Taz and that's it. The bell goes back to Taz's house and it's retired. Yeah. But that's not what happened. No, so uh, Hook wins. He is the only other two-time FTW champion. You know the first one, of course. It wasn't Taz, was it? Oh, it's Taz! Because he beat Sabu to get the title back. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lost it to Sabu, and then he got it back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I... Have you watched Dynamite today? We might as well get this out of the way. Yes, I have. Okay, uh, so if anything I mention, Aussie Open, Hook, Jack Perry, anything's... Uh, in the works for them for All Out, just let me know. Well, for obvious reasons, there was nothing with Jack Perry because <laughs> the big rumour is that he's suspended right now. Oh, yeah. I suppose uh, almost a year on from Brawl Out, do we have to talk about Brawl In? Brawl In. I mean, you know what? The, the Brawl Out thing was like, oh, I... <laughs> I can see a good point on either side yeah. as to why it happened. But with Brawl in, it's like, nah, Jack Perry's just a dickhead. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so mad because this veteran in the locker room didn't want me to use real glass. Oh, like, fuck off. Yeah, I, I hate you for looking after my safety. What a dickhead. And and then he does that unprompted, that little thing, the Crimea River thing on on the pre-show, knowing full well that Punk is getting ready for the next match. To go on as uh, 
Jack Perry is walking through the corner and apparently all this happens in Gorilla. Punk's there waiting to go out. He says, Jack Perry, you got a problem with me? Uh, there's some sort of altercation and Punk puts Perry in like a sleeper hold, I think it was. Like I think it was like, yeah, front guillotine sort of thing. Um, yeah, like apparently Jack started shoving Punk and all that. And yeah, okay. Um, so I guess we're not going to see Jack Perry on collision anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, probably not again, no. But um, um, Punk yeah, it's also gone? Nah, not a fucking chance. <laughs> No way. No fucking way. No fucking way do they do all out in Chicago without punk. Not a fucking chance. Uh, I reckon they will. Well, they there's been like con- contrary reports about whether punk is suspended or not. The latest thing I heard this morning from the latest wrestler, was it Wrestling Observer Radio? Uh, with Alvarez was saying that apparently both Perry and Punk are suspended per investigation. Yeah, and I do not trust Alvarez at all because Alvarez (laughs) is also the one that reported that Miro and Punk got into a fight backstage. Yes. But but then it came out that it was um, Miro went up to Punk and said, how are you doing? And then... They just had a fake little argument and then hugged it out and were like just laughing. Uh, yeah. and, and then Alvarez reported it as a real argument and a real almost fight. <laughs> the man's got jet lag. Oh man, nah, uh, I don't trust Alvarez a lot. Uh, what about yeah, Alvarez? It was like, um, Meltzer was trustworthy in the 90s and the <laughs> early 2000s. Um, it was acceptable so, in the 90s, <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I, I trust everything Sean Ross Sapp says. Oh, okay. So, what's he said on it? Well, he said that the Miro <laughs> punk thing was just like a couple of mates just ribbing each other, basically. No, no, uh, punk and uh, he said that he hasn't had any confirmed reports on whether Punk is suspended or not, but Perry definitely is. Okay. We'll see how this plays out, but there is one common denominator amongst all this uh, backstage chaos, isn't there? Yeah, but the other thing is, why, why are people fucking antagonising him? <laughs> That's like... fair point. Advocate, that's a fair point. It it seems like a lot of like these younger guys just don't want to take advice from the veterans. That's what I like deep, deep. That's what I'm reading into it because it's like Jack Perry gets told, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't use shoot glass. Maybe you should use like fake glass to look after your safety." No, don't tell me what to do, old man. And then kicks up a fucking stink becomes a big thing and has now completely tainted the biggest event in AEW history. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, we'll, we'll get there uh, shortly, but uh, pre-show goes off. Main show starts. Uh, they're sort of running down the card, killing time because backstage 
allegedly they were asking if uh, the trios match could go on first of uh, Bullet Club against the Elite or if FTR and the Bucks were ready and then Punk and Joe go out. So it avoided uh, any more holdup. Did you hear any reports of that? I didn't say that, but I'm not shocked. Um, yes. Did you notice when Samoa Joe came out? Yeah. That he had that he had blood on his elbow pad. No, I didn't see that. Although I will say this: me watching on delay, I had no idea of this incident until I turned on the press conference and Tony said something, and I'm going, "Oh fuck me!" Again. Yeah, yeah, and um, and for and people pointed out that yeah, that blood is the blood that Jack Perry had on him when he had his match earlier, because Samoa Joe was the guy pulling apart both Jungle Boy and Sam Punk. Oh yeah, uh, what's Joe's new starring role? Sweet um, Tooth. Yes, have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. Okay, it looks interesting. I'll say that much. Does it count as him being a starring role because it's not even his voice? (laughs) I guess it's like Andy Serkis is Golem. It's not really him there physically, but he was doing all the movements for green screen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's such a weird use of Andy Serkis, too. Yeah. Um... But <laughs> on track here, yeah. uh, Sam Punk defending the real world championship against Samajo, going 14 minutes, Punk bleeding with a crimson mask, but ultimately getting the win here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was a fun little match. There was a few good, fun little um, Samoa Joe nope spots. That are my favorite thing in wrestling. Um, yeah, just Samoa Joe just walking away casually when someone tries to jump on him. It's my favorite thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was a really good match. It was a fun opener. Uh, there was some great spots in there. Ter- uh, Sam Punk doing the Terry Funk spinning toe hold at one point. Yeah, uh, it seemed for, like... First of a- yeah, the first of a couple of um, Terry Funk references for the night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Punk getting the win here, retaining his title. We'll see you at All Out, probably. Uh, yeah. Following that is uh, the Golden Elite, Kenny, Coda, and Hangman Page versus Bullet Club Gold. A lot of gold in this match, as JR would ask, why is everything gold? Yeah, yeah, and then Con- Conrad, the absolute fucking seagull to chips that he is towards wrestling fans and money, immediately, like, <laughs> ten minutes later, released a shirt that said, why are things golden, and the pro wrestling t-shirt, tease, um, site for JR. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Fair enough, cashing on shit. Um, <laughs> the the, the seagull, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> like, Conrad to wrestling fans and their money is very similar to a seagull to chips. <laughs> when you're awesome. eating 
when you're eating chips by the beach. Yes. You, give, yes. you just let that little sniff out in the air and all of a sudden the seagulls are flocking you. The, yeah, that's what Conrad is like to wrestling fans and their money. <laughs> so uh, they take on Bull Club Golds, Jay White, Juice Robinson, uh, who have Austin and Carlton Gun ringside, as well as teaming with them will be Konosuke Takesta, who has Don Callis ringside. This, to me, was a fun match. And, like, we are blowing through a lot here. We are pressed for time. But um, this was a fun match, and I love the ending here. Konosuke pins Kenny, and the camera pans to Hangman, who just mouths, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, thought, I thought a really good um, six-man tag, and it was good to see like um jay white in a big stadium again yeah for sure for sure um i hope jay white does his usual jay white thing and talks about how he single-handedly sold out wembley stadium (laughs) (laughs) yes yes hopefully so uh following that would be a tag match for the aw world tag team championships defending champs ftr Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler taking on the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, going 21-45 here. I felt a really good match. This match was just basically built off the back of, yeah, we started FTR because um, it was Cody's idea to say, fuck the revival. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, FTR getting the win here, moving the overall series between the men at Two for FTR and one for the Bucks, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any anything stand out for you from this match? I mean, this was a really good match. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm. I mean, at this point, it was still like my coffee hadn't fully hit in yet, so I was a little out of the out of the realm as we speak. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah, I thought this match was amazing. Uh, really well done. Uh, these guys have tremendous chemistry. I mean, wh- what can I say about it that hasn't already been said by everyone ever? Um, the Bucks yeah. with their Freddie Mercury jackets, which Excalibur yeah. points out, and then poor JR was just not having a good night. Said, oh, is Freddie Mercury here tonight? And I've just got, oh, JR, bless you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what JR's problem was, but JR just shouldn't have been on commentary because he was just being a miserable, salty prick the entire time he was on commentary, let's be real. He's like the old wrestling granddad. Like, yeah. Uh, you're, you're doing your best and we like you for it. Yeah, I mean, I get the importance of having him on that show because, like, come on, it's JR. But yeah. I th- I think we could have had a little less of JR. Yeah. Oh, I also agree. Uh, next match is the Stadium Stampede match, which uh, I love Eddie Kingston's, like, um, go-home thing for this because, like, they're tying this match into... Stadium Stampede mode is now in Fight Forever AEW video game. So Kenny's at um, 
the Jaguars stadium. I can't remember the proper name for it. And he's there with Tony Khan and they're up in the bleachers. And then he goes, look, buy the game, don't buy the game, I don't give a damn. This is our stadium stampede. I'm going to finish the Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club. Come on, Tony, we're going to play to catch. <laughs> this is just like a throwaway social vi- uh, media video yeah. for this video game. I'm just like, yeah. yep. Oh, the man is so good. Um, we were missing a few belts, it seemed, on this entrance, though. Uh, I, did, I didn't see the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship on Claudio. Nah, that's true. I don't uh, recall I, Eddie I having keep, his strong title. Yeah. But the, the full disclosure, Eddie defended the New Japan strong title on Dynamite this week. Uh, who's his opponent? Uh, Yuta. Okay, okay. That could be good. And uh, Cassidy, international champ, uh, he says in the press conference, uh, <laughs> well, they interview Orange in the press conference, but uh, this I'm, match was... pr- I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley is going to main event all out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope we've got something better. Um, like, there, there are some matches announced for all out that... You're probably not privy to now, but they put so much build around Mox versus Orange Cassidy on Dynamite today. Like, that had several segments about that little rivalry, including Orange Cassidy closing the show with the best promo of his fucking life, doing an in-ring promo after he defended the title against Penta. And then... (laughs) He just goes on this big, long rant about how he's fought everyone and all that sort of stuff. And he just goes, because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and I do not have a catchphrase. <laughs> that was his, that's his catchphrase now. Uh, I've, ne- I've never heard a promo end in such an amazing fashion because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. Um, and then they had a little face off, and it, yeah, but the promo itself definitely check that out when you get the chance. So, this being a stadium stampede match, it's sort of all over the place. There's people fighting up near the royal box, yep, crazy people in the parking lot. Penta's taken out at one point, and then later comes back as Penta Oscuro. Yeah, Oscuro, which no one popped for. <laughs> Sad. Um, I mean, was it uh, Trent got some extra help in this match? Yep, Sue showed up with some cookies. <laughs> Moxley giving her a kiss while he's covered in a crimson mask. Yeah, that was amazing too. <laughs> uh, it's so weird who got a payday on this pay-per-view. And who Sue didn't. gets a payday. Prince Nana gets a payday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about that person that beat the longest reigning undefeated champion in AEW history? Statlander. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no payday. Oh, God. Uh, so this, a really fun stadium stampede match going 21 
30 and uh, Eddie's team here picking up the win. Following that would be the women's match. A four-way match that sees uh, Soraya, new entrance music here for Soraya. Coming I think out it was with, just a one-off, but yeah. Coming out with her entire family. Uh, then Tony Storm coming out as this, what, Hollywood starlet, I guess, persona now? Yeah, she's been doing it for a few months now. Yeah. So, uh, well, not a few months, like a month or so. Like, after she lost the title, she's been going batshit doing this, like, um, entitled sort of starlet sort of gimmick. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, who got a rather large cheer. Yeah. And Hikari Shida, who got a, a pretty good reaction, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, this match is just working around the pops for Soraya. At one point, you can just hear Soraya's mother going, Slap the bitch! Yeah. Because <laughs> she's uh, noticeably, like, Standing over the guardrail, and which leads to Tony slapping her. Yep. Uh, then Tony goes to sort of attack Soraya. Um, Ruby comes in, says, "No, no, she's got the bad neck. You can't do this." And then Tony pushes down Ruby, and Ruby just goes, "Well, fuck this. I'm going." Yeah. And that's all we saw of Ruby Soho the entire pay per view. But ends good, up with good payday for her. Yeah, didn't even have to take a full bump, and yeah. uh, ends up with Soraya here picking up the win. One, two, three. New women's champion. This was the right call for the show. Yeah, I think so too. Although people seem to hate Soraya online. They're like, "Oh, this is going to set back the women's division and shit like that." People just don't like her just because. She dates a problematic man, <laughs> but whatever. Oh. Whatever. Okay. But like, I can ask you yeah. about that tomorrow offline. Ah, oh, just just look up Ronnie Radke. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, but yeah, like, should she be judged because her boyfriend's a dick? Like, come on now. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, just, no, leave her alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, magic of the night is Swerve Strickland. Swerve! Who has a live rap down to the ring. And the man with the greatest compilation of clips from AEW that I sent to Alex this week, Christian Cage. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Christian Cage's Your Dad is Dead <laughs> compilation, basically. <laughs> I heard that you had a father and that father is dead and all you can hear is Tony Schiavone saying, can we get rid of him? <laughs> Versus uh, Darby Allen, and this is the icon. This is Sting. I loved and, that um, they go, that is Darby Allen, and this is the legend. This is the icon. This is Sting. Oh, my God. I loved the little touch of that is Darby Allen. <laughs> Why that is Darby Allen? Ah, uh, because this is Sting. Oh, okay. So it's just playing into each other. Yeah. This is, is that. It, <laughs> is it weird that of the four pillars, Darby's the only one still with his mentor, and it's supposedly Sting's final year? 
Sammy's still with Jericho. Oh, on and off. On and off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a really good match out there. Entrance music. Metallica, Seek and Destroy. And the funny thing is, I think it was during Christian's entrance. Because, like, after Soraya coming out to Queen, We Will Rock You, I started getting the balls spinning in my head, like, all right, who else can get some special licensed entrance music? And I was like, you know what? Sting should get Seek and Destroy by Metallica. That'd be cool if that happened here. And lo and behold, it fucking happened. And I lost my shit because... I owned WCW Mayhem the music. <laughs> I owned that CD, and they had a live version of Metallica's Seek and Destroy on there, and I loved it. That was that album, like Sting getting Metallica's Seek and Destroy in '99 as his entrance music. Yeah, that that is what introduced me to Metallica. That and ECW, <laughs> and. Oh. And to this day, I'm still a diehard Metallica fan, and it all comes back to Seek and Destroy. And I'm a diehard Sting fan. Don't get me wrong about that either. So, like, yeah, man, it was just perfect seeing that. Oh, I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, at one point here in the uh, coffin match, she explained at the top that only one needs to go in the coffin for a team to uh for a team to win. So uh as we see here uh oh the entrance video of uh Jack the Ripper sting. Yeah so good. And then uh, he reveals himself to be the Joker. Yes. Uh very good. Uh so yeah at one point Sting has a cricket back because England I guess. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the TNA shows that they did in England, uh, Sting did that as well, where he, instead of coming out with the black baseball bat, he had the black cricket bat. And I <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Oh, the, that'd be pr- one. Go on. Problem is, he still swung it like a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, that'd be one good thing for... um to get, like, as a rare collectible, a Sting-signed painted black cricket bat. Oh, fuck. That'd be... Yeah, that'd be sick. We have a just, Sting... Just a, just a black cricket bat. Where the fuck are you going to get a black cricket bat? <laughs> you can buy the grip yourself, and you can paint it black. Yeah. Um, There's a stare-down between Sting and Christian, and at the biggest event in wrestling history, we got a TNA chant. Yep. What the fuck? Hey, man, you got to remember, TNA's biggest market was the UK. Yeah, yeah. Is it Australia now? I don't know where their biggest market is now. Toronto. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Nashville. Um, But, yeah, it was just... I just add flashbacks like, yeah, these guys had some fucking bangers in, like, mid-2000s TNA. Yeah. Uh, so, at one point, Sting's put into the coffin, Swerve spits on the bat and throws it in the coffin too, and as he goes to slam the lid, Sting pokes the bat through the um, 
coffin itself and the lid so it jams the coffin open, won't close fully, the ref won't ring the bell. Swerve gets angry by this, and, you know, they're working the match still. And uh, in the end, Darby and Sting pick up the win here. Yeah. I thought, yeah, really good match. And it was good to see the use of Christian Cage in this setting. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, Christian had to be on this card. Thank God he got put on it. Yeah, gets his flowers. Edge wrestles yeah. in front of 30,000 people, maybe in Toronto in his last match, and Christian's over here doing 81,000. To be fair, I'm pretty sure Christian would take that Toronto match too. Fair. Uh, match number nine of the night, we'll see Will Ospreay who has Don Callis in his corner, take you on Chris Jericho in a singles match going 14.55. This is getting late into the evening now, but yeah. by God was the crowd behind Will. Comes out, shades of uh, Bulldog 92 SummerSlam attire. Yeah. Uh, this was a really good match. Will did a hell of a lot in this match to get what I would say was a good match out of Jericho at his age. I, I, I would say it was... Pr- I wouldn't be shocked if we find out that was a five-star match. Uh, yeah, later in the week, I guess, because uh, Dave was there. He was answering Tony's questions in the press conference. Yeah. Yeah, Tony asking Dave questions in the press conference, by the way, not Dave asking Tony. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I thought Will getting the win here in home hometown guy, no-brainer, but Jericho being the legend, still gets enough time to uh, shine in this match as well. Yeah. Match number 10, your House of Rule... Uh, House of... House of Black trios match under House Rules where the Acclaim have chosen a no-holds-barred match. So Julia yeah. Hart side getting involved. Oh, I want to say here, off the top during the entrance, uh, Buddy has a lantern and sits it down as the House of Black make their entrance. Uh, of course, a nod to uh, the passing of uh, Bray White. Yeah, you got to think too, Buddy was really close with Bray because uh, Bray was really close with Alexa Bliss, right? Yeah, and, and when Buddy and Alexa were together, she would yeah. have been working with Bray. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's def- there definitely would have been a connection there. And, um, you know, Buddy would have done some time. I think Buddy might have been in NXT when Bray was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah um, I, like I did say last week, it would be good to see the House of Black pay tribute to Bray Wyatt. And, Commentary yeah. also mentoring mentioning uh, the fireflies in the crowd as during this entrance, the audience all pulls out their phone torches. Uh, Also, we did mention it earlier, a number of wrestlers are wearing the armband with uh, either TF on there for Terry Funk or Wyndham or BW for Bray White. FTR also donning the armbands for Brody Lee and... um, And uh, Jay Briscoe. Yes, I was just trying to remember which... Briscoe brother it was, so I didn't say the wrong one on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here, uh, trios match for the AEW trios titles. The Acclaim and Billy Gunn have enough of Julia Hart interfering. They do the uh, 
I guess, was it a scissor splash? Yeah. And for whatever reason, the camera decides this is a good time to cut to Mercedes watching in the crowd. Yeah, and she was just marking out for the acclaimed. Yeah, uh, so the acclaim here, getting the win, House of Black sort of hesitant to hand over the belts, but do in the end, and we have new trios champions, and probably in the next couple of days, we will change from the custom House of Black trios belts back to the uh, default trios belts. Okay, so should I spoil something? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, the acclaimed on Dynamite, Dynamite came out with their um, normal with the normal AEW trios titles. Yeah, and then they revealed their custom trios titles. Oh, okay. Which are the AEW trios titles on a bright pink strap, and. The back where the two straps sort of connect, it connects like scissors. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then Billy Gunn's talking about, oh, my God, I can finally scissor myself. (laughs) Is it weird that out of that Hall of Fame class at DX, Billy Gunn's still around? Um, Wrestling. Billy Gunn's probably the most, like, over. At yes. the moment? More so than AAA. <laughs> More so than Sean. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I would love it if TK booked Sean Waltman to come in just for one night. Just do Billy Gunn and X-Buck on Dynamite. Fuck it. Yeah, I thought we might have got that as a as a tag match against the Suns, but I guess we just didn't get there. All right. I, we are... I, I just want to say... I think the uh, the claimed and Billy Gunn winning this title, this mm. is Billy Gunn's farewell. Uh, this is this is Billy Gunn's last run, I think, and I think this ends with Billy Gunn and the claimed losing the titles to um, Bullet Club Gold. Either the guns with Jay White, but probably the guns with um, Juice Robinson, I reckon. Yeah, that's that's what I think, and I think they'll do a gimmick where if the guns win, Billy Gunn has to retire. Fair I enough. think that that'll happen a long way down the road. You could probably get another six to eight months out of this. You could probably hold off until Wembley next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, main event is Adam Cole versus MJF. Hell of a lot going on in this match. At one point, Rengsberg is down. I'm not sure if this is legit or not, but I've seen a photo going around today of Remsberg in a neck brace saying that he's injured. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's just him selling or not, but yeah, hopefully uh, not. Yeah. Um. So this match gets to a point, and then Remsberg counts the pinfall, one, two, three, and says, they both pinned each other. It's a draw. <laughs> and Cole gets on the mic, says five more minutes, and we get, we're gonna have, we're gonna keep going until we get a winner. And eventually, MJF beats Cole via pinfall, one, two, three, retaining his world title. And after the match, Roddy Strong's out there telling Cole to, you know, finish him. MJF's going, oh, that's all you wanted, was it? This belt? Well, then fine, take it. Here, hit me with it. And just sort of 
puts his arms out, his back turned to Cole, and Cole's looking, Cole's looking, doesn't hit him with it. So a uh, tension there between Cole and uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah. Which uh, will be interesting to see. Maybe we'll uh, get a ring of honor tag title match out there. I know you are pressed for time and you have to go. Is there anything else from the press conference you want to touch on? Anything else, AEW or payback or all out this weekend? Uh, Tony Khan at the press conference announced that in, uh, I think, the first week of October, there's going to be a pay-per-view. They're adding yet another pay-per-view to the lineup. Uh, Wrestle Dream in tribute to Antonio Inoki. Yeah, that'll be... Uh... An interesting, uh, interesting to see how it uh, goes. I guess you're gonna have to assume it is gonna be like sort of a New Japan crossover show as well. Yeah, that's what he was alluding to. Also, the fact that he said this was the biggest, and they stayed it throughout the night. The biggest paid wrestling attendance, of course, the biggest wrestling attendance is a uh, collision in Korea. Yeah, but that's not paid, and then people are like <laughs> what. What about a hundred and whatever thousand at WrestleMania 32? Uh, like, shut up. Those are WWE numbers. Yeah, it's not even that. Like, the paid attendance for that show was something like 70,000. But then they add all the other people into the arena. But AEW releases the number as, this is the paid attendance. Oh, and if we were to count everyone in the arena, it would have been over 90,000. Yeah, uh, so it says here, uh, largest paid attendance in professional wrestling, breaking the previous record of 80,709 set by WWE for WrestleMania 32. Oh, there you go. Uh, however, its paid attendance was 79,800. Nice. Hey. Yeah. All right, my man, um, where could the good humans find you and things and whatnot? Yeah, on, on the socials at Fruity is Alex. Um, you can find us at Wrestle Ostyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ostyle, and you can find Chris at at I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. I'm trying to tweet a bit more on there, even though the app is actually dying. Um, come watch me game on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Funder. Recently playing Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Yeah, it's a fun little game about a cult and a lamb and <laughs> sacrifice and fighting and things. Um, you can go back, listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and occasional content on YouTube. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
I'm still marking out over Seek and Destroy. I reckon I've watched that entrance like 20 times at least. <laughs> Do we look at going to All Out next year? All Out? All In? Oh, mate, I still need to get a passport sorted out. Mine expired years ago. Oh, well, I guess not then. I guess uh, we can we'll, just we'll figure it instead. out. <laughs> yeah, we should actually like organize like you and I getting together and watching a pay per view. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it'll yeah. be something. Yeah. Uh, any anyway, um, probably not going to be able to record next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, figure out something. Yeah, we might have to figure out something. If I do record, it won't be on as good quality of a mic as what I've got, but I'll have to do it over the phone. 